Hello, everybody. Welcome to WRDG. We're going to check with Kirk Donald. And Kirk Donald. And we're going to check with SAC. Jennifer News. And we're going to. Jennifer News already in progress. And there's your news. And the City Custom Cash Card automatically adjusts to earn you more cash back in your top eligible spend category, like select travel. Great. Mm. That was my third red eye this month. Is my eye twitching? You don't have to choose a spending mm. category. Or remember to opt in. Sir? No. Your cash back automatically adjusts for you. Wonderful. Earn 5% mm. cash back that automatically adjusts to your top eligible spend category. Up to $500 spent each billing cycle with the City Custom Cash Card. Call it extremely unfair. AEC's M. Wynn looks at reaction from both sides of the aisle. This morning, financial relief for millions of Americans. President Joe Biden announcing he'll wipe out $10,000 in federal student debt for most borrowers, fulfilling a key campaign promise. The weight was lifted off my shoulders, mostly for my parents because it stresses them out. Loan forgiveness for anyone making less than $125,000 a year or couples making less than $250,000. I feel like it gives a relief for people that actually need it. Biden also canceling up to $20,000 for recipients of Pell Grants, a move the NAACP is praising. There's still more to be done, but this is a great step in the right direction. But not everyone is on board. Why forgive loans that someone is choosing, knowingly, they're signing something saying that I'm taking on this debt, I'm responsible for this debt, and then complain after they pick a job that doesn't pay their debt. Republicans echoing that sentiment. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell calling it a slap in the face to every family who sacrificed to save for college, every graduate who paid their debt. Other critics say the plan will fuel inflation. The White House, though, quick to compare the plan to the financial assistance loans businesses got during the pandemic, many of which were later granted loan forgiveness. 43 million Americans have federal student debt with an average balance of almost 38,000. A third of them owe less than 10 grand. People can start, uh, finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt. I was talking to my co-workers like, hey, look at this. I'm like free of debt. I'm free of debt. Biden is also extending a pandemic-era pause on federal student loan payments until the end of the year for what he called the final time. As for student loan forgiveness, those interested should keep an eye out on the federal student aid website. Mwin, ABC News, Washington. All right, and now let's go to our station out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where we're going to hear from borrowers now. A lot of borrowers saying that they're excited to get this wiped out and not have that much, you know, that much student loans. But others saying that it's just not fair. Those who already paid their student loans. So um, they're showing both sides of borrowers who are reacting to this partial loan forgiveness plan. Let's listen in. 
Sanchez, student loan borrowers could have some of their debt relieved by the Biden administration. We talked to a local economics professor and a local borrower about how this could impact the economy. It's just never ending, you know? I mean, it just almost seems like we're just kind of drowning in this never ending debt that just keeps piling on, piling on, piling on. Stephen Geist borrowed more than $200,000 for his degrees. People can start finally crawl out from under that mountain of debt. So he's thankful for the help from the Biden administration paying off some of his student loans. It's just another expense, you know? I mean, I've already got to pay a mortgage. I've got to pay the outrageous electricity bills we're facing. Imagine someone writing you a $10,000 check. Associate Dean of the College of Business at Southern, Derek Warren, says the move will help the economy. I think that it will help our economy because it will push those dollars, it's not as if it's just going away. Those dollars will go back to those individuals, and I think eventually that will go back into our economy and help us speed economic recovery. But some say it's unfair to taxpayers who already paid off their loans, did not attend college, or did not take out loans. So I did graduate from school with student loan debt, which I eventually paid off because I was working as soon as I graduated from college. Um, I, I think that is part of our social obligation. Uh, and it's, in a, in a way, to me, it's the right thing to do. Geist says students need to understand the responsibility of taking out a loan. There needs to be more education on the way that loans work and the way that these particular loans work. And there also needs to be more emphasis on the fact that you don't have to go to college to make a name for yourself. Some researchers say that this could cost the U.S. $300 billion in the first year. If you would like more information, you can go to the Nine News app. And as always, you can reach out to me by email, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, and next up, we are going to go to WMTV out of Madison, Wisconsin, the university there, getting the reaction from students who are being affected by the forgiveness plan. Let's find out some more. Joe Biden announced he is extending the student loan moratorium and also canceling some debt. And the president says many will receive $10,000 in forgiven loans and a pause on payment through the end of the year. NBC 15's Colt Molesky talked with people taking a look at their loans following the announcement. John Maria, I talked with some of those folks yesterday about those loans, and now I wanted to hear from them again as President Joe Biden announced the cancellation of $10,000 in student loans, as well at, for people who earned under $125,000 in the previous years, as well as $20,000 forgiven for Pell Grant borrowers. Some of the people, the loan forgive, some of the people are looking forward to this, while others say it's a drop in the bucket. Happy and just like relieved. Yeah, 10 grand. It's it's not great. <laughs> Anna Nicolay and Maddie Olson are both former University of Wisconsin-Madison students with master's degrees and very different responses to Wednesday's news. I mean, for me, it doesn't help substantially because I'm in so much debt. Olson has around $65,000 of student loans and says this will barely cover their interest. Nicolay says her nearly $20,000 of debt is chopped by over half even start thinking of possible things that that money could go to instead which is really exciting often we have students that are paying on their debt or their student loan debt for like 30 years vice president of student affairs at madison college kamani alfred says the challenge past and present students still face is climbing costs for education 
this is just a tip of the iceberg. We know nationally there's advocacy saying, yeah, student loan debt forgiveness is one strategy, but it does not negate the fact that there's an issue with student loan debt and college affordability overall. The Biden administration says the move could clear the ledgers of debt for 20 million people. For Olson and another roughly 25 million people, a mountain of debt is on the other side of the December 31st pause deadline. There is no end in sight. Education is still increasing. Um, these loans are still having enormous interest rates, and they have no mediation for how to handle that. Now, according to the education department, the vast majority of borrowers who apply for this will need to apply for this relief and provide their income through an application process to prove they meet the criteria. Officials say applications will be available through the end of before the end of the year. In Studio Komolski, NBC 15 News. All right, so a lot of reaction there, a lot of people talking about this, and one big question is, do I qualify? Well, our station out of Biloxi, Mississippi, WLOX, is giving us a little bit more insight and telling us whether or not you qualify. Let's join them. How do you know if you qualify? Joel Crane tells us. About 45,000 people have their student loans through the Bank of North Dakota, but the Bank of North Dakota doesn't issue federal loans. Now that means if you have student loans through the Bank of North Dakota, they won't be forgiven or canceled through President Biden's federal student loan forgiveness program. Melissa Mossbrucker has worked hard to pay off more than $10,000 in loans since she graduated college. But with several thousand dollars left in BND loans, she's disappointed they won't be canceled. It honestly would have felt like a big relief off of my shoulders just to have it gone. But I don't know. I just, I guess I'm kind of upset about it. That's because all of Melissa's remaining loans are through the Bank of North Dakota. Loans that are held by the Bank of North Dakota are actually issued and guaranteed by the state of North Dakota. So the loans that are held by us are not eligible for the federal forgiveness announced by the president. That's why representatives at the Bank of North Dakota encourage people to take out federal loans first. We also you know, encourage them to apply for scholarships, grants, all of those sorts of things. Our hope is, is that the vast majority of their funding needs will be fulfilled by those um, various mechanisms. But if there's a remaining amount, then that's really where the Bank of North Dakota plays a role, is in filling the gap. Now, tens of thousands of borrowers in North Dakota might be feeling conflicted. I don't feel like it's fair. I'm happy for everybody else that is going to get their loans taken care of. That's great. That's awesome for them. Um, it would have been nice. President Biden also extended the student loan repayment pause for what he says is the final time till December 31st, 2022, and made other changes to the current loan repayment program, which would forgive loan balances after 10 years of payments, among other things. Student loan relief from Bank of North Dakota loans is possible if highly improbable. Since the Bank of North Dakota is a state entity, the only way student loans from this bank could be forgiven is if the state legislature passes a law to do so.
All right, and that finishes up that report. The next one, here we go from watching your wallet about the extension on the pause for payments for student loans because of the Biden administration's actions on student loan forgiveness. Here is their report. This extension gives borrowers a little bit more time to get organized and figure out the future of their student loans. There are a lot of moving parts with different loan forgiveness programs and different repayment options out there. And Robert Farrington, the CEO of the College Investor, says about half of all student loan borrowers have also seen their loan servicer change over the last two years. This extra extension will allow borrowers to get organized, figure out who owns their loans these days, where they should be making their payments, and ensuring that they have enough time to prepare for when payments do restart. Barrington says, go to your loan servicer's website, or if you don't know your loan servicer's website, go to studentaid.gov and enter your information. Hey, maybe you've moved. Maybe you have a new email address, maybe a new phone number. Make sure that contact information is updated so that when payments do resume, you're ready to go. It's been more than two years since you've paid these loans. Something is bound to have changed, so check in. Also, create a budget now to prepare for when those loans do start back up again. And Farrington says, if you're able to, start setting aside a little bit of money each month to make a future payment. With this Watching Your Wallet, I'm Rachel DePampa. All right, so a little bit more information about that pause, how long it's extended, and of course, experts there saying plan for those payments. Now we're going to take you, lastly, to our station WBAY out of Green Bay, Wisconsin, where it looks like scammers have already hopped on board. It does not take them long to, you know, jump into whatever is trending. And now that we're talking about student loans, well, they're talking about it too. Here's what we've seen so far with scammers. loan forgiveness program continues to see mixed reviews. People on both sides of the aisle have come and called it a welcome relief, but others say it's unfair. I made a commitment that would provide student debt relief, and I'm honoring that commitment today. As we reported, the plan gives up to $10,000 of federal student loans for people making less than $125,000. Tonight, some people say they're hoping this is just the first step. We're talking about people who did exactly what they were told to do, got an education to be productive citizens. It is a small drop in the bucket by putting people above profits. That is something to commend this administration for. Some Republicans have taken issue with the plan. Senator Marsha Blackburn tweeting today, he's quoting, now Biden's decision is a gimmick that won't help middle-class Americans, end quote. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says it's, quote, a slap in the face to every family who sacrificed to save for college, end quote. So far, there's no word on when the program will roll out and what it will cost. Still, with the president's decision to forgive some student loan debt, state officials are now issuing warnings about scammers already trying to capitalize off this new program. In a Consumer First Alert update, Joshua Figueroa offers tips on what you should do to avoid and what you should do if you are a victim of student loan fraud. The Biden administration's announcement of forgiving federal student loan debt for millions of Americans was welcome news for some, yet the decision has also brought out scammers looking to take advantage. It's complicated, so 
people tend to gravitate towards a company that purports to be able to simplify things, have a relationship with the government, um, can make can get rid of your loans altogether for a small fee. The Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection investigates scams, and they say people need to be careful of the companies claiming to help you with your student loans. The state of Wisconsin, if it's a debt consolidation, a student debt consolidation um, uh, firm or a debt settlement company that focuses on student debt, if they're charging an upfront fee for that work, that's illegal in our state. If you are the victim of fraud, you're recommended to file a complaint with DATCAP. State officials say never to give your FAFSA ID over the phone or email. Scammers will contact you over the phone, social media, email, or text message seeking your most personal information. Social media, you know, can be really invasive because a lot of younger people use um, social media and, and you'll see if you're looking for information um, on student loans, you'll get pop-ups. If Wisconsin borrowers have any questions, they can call 1-833-589-0750. You can also find this number on our website, WBAY.com. In Green Bay, Joshua Figueroa, Action 2 News. That was an ex explore the issue there. We are taking a look at all of our stations covering student loan forgiveness because, Mike, I mean, this happened just a few days ago and it is on everyone's mind. It's been a huge deal. Uh, the impact has been uh, felt by millions of uh, not only uh, uh, current students, of course, but graduates as well. So apparently, from what we understand with the Biden administration, this is just uh, uh, something that uh, President Biden promised on the campaign trail student loan forgiveness of some extent. Uh, uh, there has been mixed uh, reaction, of course. of course. Some people, uh, well, mostly Democrats, wanted more uh, uh, when it comes to the financial forgiveness, while uh, the more conservative Republican Party wanted to uh, basically are derailing this, saying it's uh, uh, not deserved or you know, it's it's too much, basically. Of course, and you know, you just heard from both sides, and this last one talking about scammers. So also be careful when you go to those websites, when you get the phone calls, the emails. Make sure that they are legit, and you are reaching out to the correct people. Yes. Yeah. All right, that was another explore your issue where we take a deep dive into a topic with the help of all of our stations across the country. We're going to take a quick break here on Local News Live. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Streaming 24-7, you're watching Local News Live. Hello, familia. I am Chef Lorena Garcia, and I am so excited to share this beautiful recipe with you today, taco pizza. Let's go. I use Pillsbury crescent dough and prepare it on the grill for a flaky, smoky crust. Nice and toasty. I like to make my own taco seasoning using cumin, paprika, chili powder, garlic, and onion powder. This pizza is topped with taco spice chicken, pickled onions, fresno chiles, cotija cheese, and fresh cilantro. Find recipe inspirations on Pillsbury.com. Catch live local streaming TV free at Viewit.com or on the Viewit app. Stream content from your favorite stations here and across the country. Plus, watch exclusive events and original programming all in one place from your favorite device. Keep up to date with what's happening in your community with news, weather, prep sports, and more. In today's Living Right, here's what you should do to up your workout routine. Search View It in your app store and download for free today.
Okay, now we're back. And we're going to check Cortana again. And at the Cortana. And at the Cortana. And after that, we're going to watch the weather in Portland, Ohio. It's 86 degrees and partly cloudy in Portsmouth. Okay. What's the weather for Sunday at Portland, Ohio? Sunday's forecast for Portsmouth is 92 degrees and sunny. Okay. And we're going to ask her, what's the weather for Monday for Portsmouth, Ohio? Monday's forecast for Portsmouth is 91 degrees and partly cloudy. All right. That's all we got. And... And we'll take you back to the new news back. Okay, we're back. We're trying to figure what happened here. So, really, the day has been around and flying cars, jets in style. We're still a ways off from that, but this might not be too far off. And listen to this United Airlines even thinks so. They're really making a bet on this a $10 million bet. Yeah, about basically flying cars here. The carrier has put down a deposit. For uh, for these sort of passenger flying taxis, it's for these models. They're from Archer Aviation. It's a San Francisco-based startup company. Uh, to be clear, to be really clear here, the FAA has not yet approved these vehicles to begin ferrying passengers. But the down payment really is a sign that United is saying this technology could work for us. Uh, American Airlines has also put down. $25 million for a separate electric aircraft here in Hawaii. A couple airlines are actually getting on board and investing in this electric technology, thinking it could be the way of the future, sort of for island travel. Um, they're even calling them more gliders. They'll fly really low. These aren't going to fly high like uh, commercial aircrafts. These fly much lower to the ground. So the idea and the vision is for these aircrafts. Uh, they'll transport customers right from the cities into the hub airports, so or from smaller airports or even smaller private runways, basically, um, to the bigger hubs, just to ease that traffic burden that so many cities see from the suburbs or you know that congestion that we are all very familiar with. The cool thing is, is these are electric, so. Airlines also citing another great reason for them is to cut down on that also very important carbon footprint. 
which air, commercial aircrafts are actually responsible for a lot of a lot of greenhouse gases going into the environment. Uh, really cool stuff there. I, you know, I mean, it kind of to me uh, when I was thinking air taxi, I was kind of thinking to myself like, are we going to literally see um, like a drone looking thing? But this kind of looks uh, a little bit more like a like an aircraft, like an airplane that you might fly on more traditionally. It's just a different design. So. I was thinking to myself at first, I don't know about air taxis immediately safety-wise, but that kind of looks more like a traditional airplane. Yeah, so I wanted you to notice this. And again, this is still like concept sort of renderings here. So I'm, I'm going to go off to fly here. But yeah, you're right. They do look sort of like a smaller personal aircraft. They're not going to hold too many people. But if you also look, uh, check out those propellers here in this picture. And then I'm going to go to this picture. Uh, definitely different type of propeller sites, even on this aircraft's renderings that they provided to us. And I'm wondering, since those propeller propellers are on top of the aircraft there, I'm assuming this is almost going to be Osprey or Osprey aircraft style to where they can go uh, forward and up and down. So that's going to make it very, uh, very helpful for city flying, right? You want to be able to go up and down and you get uh, you get a little bit of an airplane and helicopter kind of experience all in one ways. Uh, all right, so let's see here. Uh, we our next our next deal is you might have lost uh -oh. there. Oh, let's see. Can now we, I got you. Okay, okay, good stuff. All right. Uh, so the yep, the blame yep, game is yep. on now regarding the summer travel pro problems that we've been seeing, uh, Jonathan. We've been covering this literally since we've started this segment. Uh, Pointing the fingers, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it, it really it depends on who you ask. Is it the airline's fault or is it the FAA's fault? Well, yeah, like I said, depends on who you ask. And CNN's Pete Montini talked to some airline CEOs. He's also got sound in here from the transportation secretary in this report he just filed. I'm going to play it out for you and we'll talk about it. Another week of air travel pain across the country is turning up the pressure on airlines to perform with the Labor Day rush fast approaching. This past Monday alone, more than 1,400 flights were canceled nationwide, the fourth highest of the summer. Both Southwest and American Airlines delayed more than 40% of all their flights. Our flight was canceled yesterday. Now we're back again today. It was canceled this morning, and now we're back again. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby says hiring here at its training center in Denver has made its pandemic recovery quicker than others. Since the start of this year, United has hired 1,500 new pilots in hopes of alleviating staffing shortages and canceled flights. In total, U.S. airlines have canceled more than 44,000 flights since June. All airlines are not created equal. In an exclusive interview, Kirby put some of the blame back on the federal government. Last week, the Federal Aviation Administration said a shortage of air traffic controllers delayed flights into Newark, JFK, and LaGuardia by up to two hours. Frankly, the bigger challenges are not the airlines themselves. They're all the support infrastructure around aviation that hasn't caught up to it. Let me push back on that just a tiny bit because United has had 5,000 cancellations this summer. What do you say to somebody who does see this as an airline issue rather than some other cause? Well, first, I would say we're doing everything we can to get the airline economy to alive. We know that's most important. It's our number one priority. We had ground stops the first week the entire day. Um, 
And when the FAA says you can't land airplanes at the airport, you're going to have delays and cancellations. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg insists air traffic control issues do not account for many cancellations this summer. In a letter to airline executives, Buttigieg says the level of disruption Americans have experienced this summer is unacceptable and is telling airlines to review their customer service commitments to passengers. I'm calling on the airlines to step up their game uh, before we have to do even more. For United, that starts with training that focuses on quality, something I got to try in a Boeing 737 simulator. Our growth plan, the most aggressive growth plan of any airline in the history of aviation, is really the driver behind the need for our pilots. Yeah, that pilot shortage is certainly a contributing factor to some of the backlogs and problems we saw with staffing dealing with the airlines. That was Pete Munson from CNN reporting there. Uh, yeah, you're right. We've been talking about this a long time. The problems still getting a little better from what reports I've been seeing, but they're still out there, especially when you add in weather. Uh, staffing still an issue, getting those pilots trained up. Uh, I think we talked about it before. Really, there was already, we were on the verge of a pilot shortage even before the pandemic, and then the pandemic happened, and there wasn't a lot of training facilities open and training programs, so that only led to that. It also led to more pilots retiring, uh, so that's why we're in this crucial need right now for more pilots, yes. And then also... Speaking of the Transportation Secretary and the Department of Transportation, just a reminder, starting next month around Labor Day, they say they're launching this new website.